we'd go back to doing the letters in the WrestleMania. Like WrestleMania X7. WrestleMania L-I-V-V. Or whatever the fuck it is. That's supposed to come back for 40, I believe. That's what the Super Bowl does, because it makes it seem less old. Um, yes, WrestleMania XL. It is coming back for 40. Perfect. I'm sure that they're going to keep it up with Triple H under the helm. I think making it seem older makes it better, though, right? Right. Well, like Roman numerals make it bigger, not necessarily older. Right, 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 right. You know what because I mean? It's, I, le- it's the same amount of letters. It's just sounds more robust. Well, and most uh, most people, when they see Roman numerals, the X's and the L's and the M's and whatever, they don't know what the fuck it means. Yeah. So for most people, they're just like, oh, it's Super Bowl XXV2 or whatever. They don't know what that means. So it just looks cool. It looks cool, but it also knowing the age, like knowing that this is the 39th makes it sound good. It makes it sound like this is a very big deal. It's a long running historic event. Oh, I don't know why Vince man. McMahon got really anal about them using the numbers. Because Vince is afraid of aging. <laughs> Vince Vince is old, not WrestleMania. No, I think Vince is right on this one. When you just said WrestleMania 39... I- I was I just had an anxiety attack. It's like, holy shit, we just wasted like 14 WrestleManias in a row. Like, how did we get here? What do you mean we wasted 14 in a row? There's just been so what long since there's been a good WrestleMania. Or there's been so few in the last 15 or so. Um, This is a conversation for another whole nother episode or two. I feel like it's true. I don't know if it's if it's it uh, just feel like we're rattling off shitty ones year after year lately. Don't you think? Is it? I, yeah, I don't know if it's a generational bias? thing, but I feel like WrestleMania has certainly not. Uh, the quality of WrestleManias have gone down. I so. OK, two points on that real quick before we get into our episode, because we got a lot to talk about because this is our WrestleMania episode. Um. The first WrestleManias did feel more grand, more important, I think, at the time. And even in when we started watching wrestling, which was closer to the new generation and the Attitude Era, looking back on those first 10, 15 manias, there was a regal quality of them. But then if you actually go and watch them now, mm, I hate to break it to you, but... uh match quality is not necessarily a thing on a lot of those shows. Well, that's relative to the time. I'm I'm just saying a lot of it, even, even contemporaneously at the time, a lot of it was just let's do 20 matches and they would have 20 fucking matches and you'd end up with these random ass tags and this and that and quick two or three minute matches that didn't serve a purpose other than to get as many people on the card as you could. That was happening back in WrestleMania's five, six, seven, eight. WrestleMania though had a really great fifteen-year stretch between ten and twenty-five. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, and so that's when we were watching wrestling, and so it it kind of you know you come up with banger after banger. It gets tough out here. Well, the problem is we did get through go through a stretch after 25 or including 25 like where it was rough until 30 and 30 kind of came roaring back and 30 31 were good 
and then 32 really sucked. And then it's been up and down ever since. So speaking of 33 was average. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I've got something on 32. It's one that's close to all of us because it, it's the first Dallas one. And Andrew and myself were there. Pretty good seats, I might add. And uh, it's our first WrestleMania. There's a lot of things. I guess we haven't. It's far enough in history now to where people have done retrospectives on it and stuff. And it's like unanimously considered the worst modern WrestleMania. Like I saw clickbait the other day. It's like worst WrestleMania ever question mark. And it was a review of WrestleMania 32. And it's like, God damn it. I think between that and 34, 34 was rough. Remind me was 34 Orlando, New Orleans. Oh yeah. That's the other one we went to. Yeah. That one sucked too. Yeah, You've gone to some bad ones. Well, New Orleans had New Orleans had, on paper was like the it had best. Daniel Burns return. It, it had could Ronda have been Rousey's. the biggest WrestleMania ever. Yeah, like that one had. So there were standout moments. You had the Daniel Bryan return, which the match itself was fine, right? But it was Daniel Bryan's big return. You had Ronda Rousey's debut, which was a really good match. Her and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie, right? That was a that was great for what that was. Um. But then you had Charlotte and Asuka, which was a good match, and the finish kind of pissed everyone off. Then you had AJ Nakamura, which was an infamous for Dick Kick City and Nakamura's heel turn. It was just a lot of things like that where you look at it and it was like, what the fuck? Like you had the you had so much potential and you fucking squandered it. Like, I don't know, man. They, they even had the the multi-man United States title match, but when Rusev could, Day was it hot would, as yeah, shit. Rusev Day was hot. It's like, well, if you put the belt on Rusev Day, then this nothing match becomes a something. And then they, right. they fucking put it on Jinder Mahal. G- Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Which is the worst option. Well, and then, okay, the SmackDown tag match. It was like a triple threat tag match, I think. It was like the New Day, um, uh, Harper and Rowan and somebody else. And the match was, o- and, and that had potential to be really good. The match was over in three minutes. It's like, what the fuck? Like, there was just a lot of things about that mania that they dropped the ball on. It was definitely. <clears throat> so I do think that WrestleMania 32 was the start of things really going off the rails in WWE from a creative. And I think that the new Orleans one is actually sort of the peak of Vince sanity. I'll call it like, I feel like th- I this is where we yeah. were at. This is when we were in the lowest depths of Vince's depravity when it comes to <laughs> fucking things up. Um, Cause we've bounced back in recent years a little bit in terms of having good, cohesive long-term booking that people want to see. But you know, I think it all started with Roman. Honestly, the Roman thing going off the rails led us down a five to six mm. year path of darkness, basically. What's weird, though, is 35 was pretty solid, other than the fact it was nine hours long. It was a solid mania. But that's why Alex write about that being the peak is that that I'm pretty sure that year was when we dipped into like towards like the fall or early winter of that year was when they did the big promo where they're like, we suck and we promise we're not going to suck anymore. And then that led into WrestleMania 35, which is actually good. I think that I was when that time was happened, before right? that. 
It definitely wasn't before 34. Point being, 32 started the descent into madness, and about two to three years into that, we were peaking in terms of madness. You know, Nakamura. 31 could have been the start without Rollins. That year of Rollins really kind of held us. The Rollins thing was a classic, you know, WWE always comes through in the end. They hadn't really disappointed us before that. Or up until that point, they'd always <laughs> f- managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat, you know? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, because like, okay, Mania Mania 27, right? Everybody was kind of like, oh, Miz and Cena, like, eh. But then you had The Rock come in at the end and, and fuck it up for Cena, and like, that was a thing. And then 28, you had Rock and Cena, which on paper was like, eh, but it was good. 29, you had the rematch, which was surprisingly better. You also had Taker and Paul. Like, you had things that happened. You were like, okay, yeah, all right. They always managed to get to a good spot when Mania rolled around. But but not at 32. 32 was the first time they were like, fuck it, we're doing it our way. And, then, and they did. The only bright spot of that whole show, there are two. The IC title ladder match, because you had all those young guys. Which Ryder, you know, vacated the next night, basically, if you remember well, basically, well, yeah, and he's talked about this on his podcast. Basically, the deal was they knew that they were going to put on Miz the next night. So it didn't matter who the fuck yeah, won. But like, they knew they had an abysmal card. So let's pop the crowd. Right. Uh, and then the other big, big thing was the women's match. That was big. That was huge. That was the first. But it was title a mistake. Match. It was the first misstep with the women. It should have been yes, Sasha. It should have been Sasha. Sort of has gotten us to where we are now where Sasha's not with the company. It was the. It, it was too soon to tell, but you can draw a straight line from that moment to where we are now, which is Sasha getting edged out further and further and further until she finally quit. To be fair, though, 32 on paper is a great show. If you let go of the fact that we all didn't want Roman to be the guy at the time, Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar could have been great. The Could've. ladder match was great, actually. The triple yeah. threat match was great, had the wrong finish, whatever, but the match was still classic um league of nations versus the new day that was just fun it could have been better than it was but they turned it into a really fun segment it took you You all of two matches to get to the league of nations it's gonna be hard for you to sell us no but this was this was like right when new day was hitting their stride and so it was just like and then stone cold stuns you know uh everybody yeah the The new New day and the new day gets buried by the old timers what wasn't even new, new day survived league of nations didn't where things go off the rails is undertaker versus shane that, that ended bad. up being fun but you really should have just swapped anybody else in there other than shane and well we were all excited match. to see shane it's just like poor execution because it, it's not 2002 <laughs> No, I mean, everyone was hot for Shane at the time. Shane coming back is Shane. maybe the biggest pop I could... It might be the biggest pop, like, period. I, I agree, but I'm saying it wasn't 2002 anymore. Shane, the match made no Shane sense. Shane could barely wrestle, and Undertaker could also barely wrestle at that point. Shane yeah. had a borderline match of the night with AJ. Was it two years later or one year later? That's... Ye- like, their match was yeah, really later. good. That's true. So Shane obviously yes. was good enough to go, but yes, they shouldn't have put him with Taker. It shouldn't have been in that well, spot. It didn't even make sense. The buildup was literally Shane just going, I want to beat you. Why? Because I'm going to do that. 
No, the 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 build up the build up made some sense. It was he was really challenging Vince. The thing that doesn't make sense is that for whatever reason in the storyline, the Undertaker was basically having to do Vince's bidding, like he yeah, like him, why? which doesn't make any sense. Vince Nobody owns the Undertaker. Shane control the following night anyway. You don't remember that? Vince comes out, he's like, I'm just going to give Shane control for the hell of it. It's like, why did we just do that whole fucking match? Well, because that was because of the key in the box, remember? Remember the lockbox? Yes. That we never got payoff yes. from? The yeah. quote lockbox. Um, oh, oh, we do know what was in the lockbox. It was all of the records of the time Vince had to pay money to women that he had affairs with. Yeah, that's right. Best payoff in <laughs> WWE history. <laughs> So, welcome the to such is good Vince's shit. Vince's forced <laughs> retirement. You just interrupted the intro. What the fuck? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Welcome to Such Good Shit, a wrestling podcast where three of us who are brothers get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit. And this week, it is WrestleMania week, if you could not fucking tell. So, the plan, before we run off the rails for 13 minutes, is to go down the card and give our predictions, talk about what we think things are looking like heading into mania and uh yeah see where we get with that i am using the official card that is on wrestlemania goes hollywood.wwe.com because that's a fucking website because there's not unlike previous years it feels like this card a lot of it's really coming together at the last minute um but at the same time it's not if that makes sense, like there's matches like they just announced Rey Mysterio versus Dominic, but we've known for months that that match was going to happen, but we finally only announced it like last week. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting how we got to where we are, uh, but let's dive in. Uh, first up is Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. Yeah. I mean, I hope we, hopefully it's like a quick little, uh, quick little match and we can sh- move on. Like, I think Dominic's doing good work. I just, I don't need to see him and Rey Mysterio wrestle a WrestleMania match. I'm under the belief that this is Rey's last hurrah. I'm not saying it's his last match. I don't think Rey's a last match kind of guy. I think he's going to be one of those uh, Hall of Famers that pops up from time to time and has a match. Like, I can see Rey even having a match, you know, next year at WrestleMania. But I think as an active competitor, I think this is a swan song. And I think him having a match with his son, I think it means more to him than it does to anybody else. Right? I think this is more of a Ray wants to have the match with his son at Mania kind of a thing. Um, and I, I see Dominic going over. I see Ray putting over his son. I, mean, I think that's the right call. Yeah, I... Yes, it's the right call, and you're right. I know why they're doing it. I just, I don't know if I'm ready to watch Dominic have a one-on-one WrestleMania match. I, I know I'm not. I don't care about this match. So, I guess I answer my own hypothetical. It's possible that it'll be good. I mean, he's got the right partner in it being Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm excited for it. I like the story to it. I think. This has got to be really fun for both of them. And I'm sure it's something that Ray's always wanted to be able to do. 
So I wouldn't take anything away from this match because he certainly earned it. He's been wrestling for like 35 years. So let him have a match with his son at WrestleMania, especially they managed to make it feel not so annoying and forced. And the only thing that's annoying and forced is Dom. But like the way that they're telling the story is doesn't feel like WWE is shoving him down our throats. It feels like he's shoving himself down our throats. That is which is exactly the way it needs to feel. It needs to feel mm-hmm. like he's doing it, not WWE's trying to make us care. It's just he's fucking annoying. He just is genuinely annoying, and it works. Right. No, I think that's the perfect explanation to what's made the Dominic thing work, is that he's the one shoving himself down our throats instead of the WWE, and I, I think it's been extremely successful. Um so I think the way that this should work is we'll all say who we think's going over, uh, and then we'll keep track of that next week and see who who comes out on top out of us such good shitters. So are we all in agreement, though, Dominic? Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for Ray to go over. It seems like the easiest heel win of the night. All right, uh, so next we've got the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think we're all, well, I'm not going to say we all. Some of us are more excited about this than others. It's not what we wanted for Sami, but I'm excited with what we've got. I think it's going to be a banger of a fucking match. Um, and I think they're going to pull the trigger when go with the right outcome, which is Sammy and Kevin winning the belts. Um, right. Cause there's really not another way. If the, if the Usos beat them, what does that prove? What does that accomplish? Cause now at this point, who the hell's left to beat them, right? The, this is the last vestige of, of, of any team with a semblance of being able to beat the Usos is these two guys. So, yeah, I think for better or for worse, the right answer is Sammy and KO are going to take those belts. Yeah, they have to. You, We got robbed of the Sammy story so that they could tell this story, so they need to pay this one off. Um, whether or not that was their original intention or not is besides the point. You got to see the, the money that needs to be made in them winning all the merchandise. There's just a lot that they can do with them as a tag team for a little bit, even if it's just for a little bit. And also the, the story I think for the Roman Reigns match doesn't work. If plan, the first part of the plan fails immediately. If, if the Usos win, then Cody looks stupid for putting them together to try and take them down. And then the, we'll get into it when we get to the main event, but the inevitable, like, Oh, the bloodlines all falling apart because of Sammy and KO. That whole thing just doesn't work for the main event. If that, it feels like that's what they want us to do. So can't not put the belts on Sammy and KO. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll go with Sammy and KO here. Um, I think an interesting note, because I feel like you guys have pretty much said all the things that I would say on this one. But an interesting note is that in one year time, KO and Sammy have both gone from heels to basically the number two and three baby faces in the company. So it's pretty interesting. 
Um, all right, so let's move on to. So this is these are interesting. This this pair of matches that we're getting this year called the WrestleMania Showcase match, um, which kind of harkens back to what I was talking about earlier, those earlier manias where they would just shove a bunch of tag matches on just to get people on. Um, so the men's one up first, we've got Braun Strowman and Rick O'Shea versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm betting depending on the placement on the card and what night this is, is going to determine who goes over. If it's a night where there's a heavy amount of heels going over, you're going to get Street Profits probably winning. If it's a night where there's a lot of babies going over, then I could see them giving it to the Viking Raiders to try to give them some bit of a push. Um, I don't think Alpha Academy wins. I think this is kind of their last hurrah because they're getting ready to get Otis going with MMM. So it just I think to me it just depends on where this match is. Um, this is definitely going to be a snack break match for me like i don't i'm not looking forward to it like it's it's just what because there's no stakes it's not like they said oh whoever wins gets a tag title match on raw or something right it's just hey here's some guys check them out okay i will give wwe a little bit of credit i appreciate that this year they're saying the quiet part out loud. This is a showcase mm-hmm. match to get people on the show. Yes. And they made it feel like, hey, you know, this is going to be special. We're going to have all the guys here, all the, you know, the best tag teams that couldn't, you know, compete for the title. And they're all going to just, they're going to fight it out. And at least it makes sense. It used to be they would come up with these ridiculous contrived ways of putting four teams together, but you knew that that was what was coming anyways. I appreciate that this time they're like, well, we're just going to do a showcase match and you guys are all invited to compete. And in the case of the women's, which we'll get to in a second, they, they also took the time to, some of them had to earn it because there's so many different women's tag teams that they made it feel like that one at least feels a little bit more special, even if it's ultimately Mm -hmm. the same thing, kind of a snack break match. Uh, the other thing I'll give WWE credit for is that when they do these matches, as much as we all hate that they bother with them, there's always people in them that you want to see. Every time they have these big multi-man matches, they got at least one person or group that you really want to see, and you're at least going to sit down and watch their entrance, see what they do. Uh, I think in the case of the men's, it's definitely the Street Profits. Anything that Montez Ford does is gold. Uh, Angela Dawkins, too, really. Um, so I'm at least going to sit down and watch their entrance at WrestleMania because I'm sure it'll be cool. Uh, don't necessarily need to see the content of the match, though. Did I miss you picking a winner in there? Oh, wow. Uh, I guess the Street Profits. I don't they I f- they almost never pick the easiest option with these. They always just do something random. But. I guess it'll probably be the Street Profits because nobody else needs to win a match. Yeah, I guess for me, I because I kind of waffled back and forth between a healer face, so I got to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go Street Profits. Yeah, so I think the Street Profits would be the wise move. I feel like what WWE is going to do is, 
I see Braun Strowman getting his hands raised at the end of this match. I feel like it's his first Mania back. I don't think they have given up on Braun. Um, So while it would be wise to put over Montez Ford, I'm going to go with Braun and who's he teaming with? (laughs) Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yes. I forgot those two are doing things. Yeah. The WWE loves those two. They got their whole rumble spot and everything. It's, you know. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to change my I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go Braun and Ricochet. I'm going to stick to you mine, bastard. but I will say I definitely Alec has a huge point there. WWE does this thing with especially with these C tier matches on WrestleMania where you know that they have guys on their their roster that are their their quote unquote mainstream stars and they just always win at WrestleMania, even if they lose all year. Braun is one of those guys who will do mm. nothing, but he will get showcased and he will win at WrestleMania. There's guys that just that have that kind of thing. Jinder Mahal was another one of them. He will win at big shows, <laughs> something, yeah. because they want to showcase him as an Indian star. And Braun being fucking huge and having been in that position before they're probably going to have him keep going over at WrestleMania because it's just something that they've done in the past. So casual fans will go, oh, yo, he wrestled with that kid that one time or he fought fucking Goldberg that one time. They've seen him before. They've seen him win a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for them to just throw it on that guy because right. he's the a big, big guy, The big guy wins. Yeah. Right? Because like I'm having a bunch of casual people over for Mania. I think two of them have never watched wrestling before, really. And yeah, they'll see Braun Strowman and go, oh man, that guy's going to win because he's the big guy. So they're going to give that win. Uh, so now the next one up is the women. Uh, so you've got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. You've got, oh my God, it went away. It disappeared. There we go. Uh, Natalia and Shotzi. Uh, Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. And then Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. This is one of the easiest ones all night. It's obviously going to be Liv Morgan and uh, Rodriguez. Like as soon as you start reading off the card, it's like, oh, those are the those are the two they're pushing really hard. So, so I disagree. It's going to be Ronda and Shayna because we are still supposed to get. Um, a women's tag match at Mania, and the way we're going, or a women's tag title match at Mania, and the way we're going to get that is they're going to win, and somehow that turns into them calling out or or something, Becky and Lita, and we get an impromptu women's tag title match. I see the disgust on your face. Well, it's confusion more than anything. I'm going to backtrack to what I was saying before. I don't want to get in on what Matt was saying, because that is technically speculation, but it is floating around the Internet. That's what they're going to do. I don't want that to necessarily affect my pick because it's been spoiled by dirt sheets. My reasoning for picking Rhonda and Shayna is exactly what I said before. There are certain people on their roster that they will always win at big shows even though they have kind of pushed Rhonda to the side and realized that she's just not what they need her to be. 
It's a big show. It's a mainstream show. You're going to have Ronda go. Yeah, that's over a good point. In I'm front of, in front of your pick. mainstream audience. I'll change my pick to Ronda. You don't have Ronda so, Rousey fucking lose at WrestleMania. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah, you're right. But she did at 35, and then didn't she lose last year to Charlotte, or did Charlotte win? Those are big stars, though. She's not going to lose in a in a match full of a bunch of fucking in the Shotzi guys. Battle Royal. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I mean, I, the the. The pick that makes the most sense is Liv and Raquel as the feel-good moment, but I don't see if that. I, I this is actually a pretty I, mage match compared to the. I'm more excited match. about this one yeah, than the match. Mostly yeah. big stars. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're as big as they have without being actual stars. Like it's all their top mid carters, so. I will argue. I feel like they've done really. They've done right by the women this year, um, given the circumstances. I would have preferred mm-hmm. Becky in one of the title matches, but I'm fine with her not being in one of the title matches. So that so is Asuka Becky announced for anything yet? Yeah, we'll trios get there. Match. Yeah, Alec, we'll get there. Just chill. Um, but I think also, if have you guys, I guess you haven't watched, uh, they just put out the, uh, WWE 24 for WrestleMania last year. Um, there's a lot of Becky in there and she really comes off as one of those. I don't really care where I am on the card. Like I don't have to be in the title match. I just want to go out there and do what I like to do. Um, and so I think that's kind of where she's at in her career at this point, right? She. She's won a WrestleMania main event, a true WrestleMania main event, won the championship, two of them. That's as big as you can get. There's nothing more bigger that she can do other than to just do that again. So now it's more of a let's do fun stuff. Let's put over Bianca. Let's tag team with, you know, one of my heroes growing up, which was Lita. That's kind of the mode she's in. Subwoofer not found. God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's great that Becky... <laughs> now, since we've been... Le- I'm going to have to leave it in, because otherwise it's not going to make any fucking sense. <laughs> God damn, Vizio. Um, no, I was going to say that uh, it's great that that's how Becky feels, but she's also got the responsibility of being the biggest female draw they have. So, uh, you know, you can say it's like, Oh, she wants to do fun stuff. Like just have the match of the night and the most competitive title match against Bianca Belair last year at WrestleMania, you know, fun stuff. Like, I think she is a draw to the point where no matter what she's doing on the card, it's going to be one of the marquee matches of the weekend. Um, I don't want to say she's in Undertaker mode, but, you know. Oh, she's getting to that level. Yeah, I'd say if we've ever had a woman hit that point, it is her. Like, she's bigger than the title, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that her, the match she's involved in this week is a big marquee match. Uh, Next, we have a big marquee match. It's uh, the Intercontinental Championship Gunter versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Fuck. This is hard. Um, because <clears throat> part of me wants to see Gunter just continue to to win and 
hold that belt. But part of me feels like they're going to reward Sheamus and give him. It's the last belt he needs to be Grand Slam winner. It's the only belt he's never held. So, like, let's just do it. Give it to him. He's earned it. See, I agree with the first part of what you're saying. I disagree with Sheamus. I think they should go with McIntyre here. Um, I think McIntyre has been such a good soldier for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, he got the belt during COVID and really carried the load for WWE during COVID. Um, and then has sort of had weaker spots on the card in recent years. Um, but has continued to put out great work, you know, got passed up at uh, clash at the castle. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is the moment to McIntyre can only lose so much without losing some of his main event uh, stature. So I think it is probably time to put put a belt on him and sort of prop him back up a little bit. Although I, you know, I would love to see Gunther continue to just run through people. And I guess it's tricky because what's next for Gunther? Like, is I think. I think Gunter goes for a world title. See, and what concerns me there is I don't know if you do that, if you're not going to pull the trigger, if you, you know, at any point expect to put the belt on him, it feels like you should hold off, you know? (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I guess Gunter's in a weird spot where he's dominating the mid card if they're not ready to pull the trigger on the main event scene yet, what does he do? Does he continue to just go over everybody? Like what, what is it that you have to do with him at this point to not let him feel stagnant or take away from what he's built up so far? You know? Well, and then are they going to split the belts or I think that's coming. I, if if the belts aren't split by SummerSlam, I'd be very, very confused. I think my gut is telling me McIntyre here. I like what you're saying about Sheamus is a good story. I feel like McIntyre needs it because I think they're going to want him to anchor so. one of the shows, I would imagine, after the draft. I think McIntyre is fine to take the L here. I This is tricky. I definitely think Gunter doesn't win. Because you don't want him to get pinned and you're in a situation where you can transition the belt away from him without him ever actually losing it. Um, But I am torn between the two options here. I do think Sheamus is in need of a reward, but I do think McIntyre needs it. Because the other thing I think about with if McIntyre doesn't win is that means he probably he also eats the pin. Gunter's not getting pinned. He will. He's not going to get pinned. Either he wins or he doesn't get pinned. So the options are McIntyre gets pinned or Sheamus gets pinned. And between the two of them, Sheamus can eat that pin and be okay. But also, I feel like he deserves to win the title. But maybe he wins it later on. Maybe he and McIntyre have a program for a little bit separately. You know, I was just thinking that when you were saying that, maybe that's the deal is McIntyre takes it now only for Sheamus to get it at SummerSlam after they have yeah. a, a McIntyre gets the WrestleMania moment. Sheamus ends up holding the belt afterwards, though. He ends up with the longer reign in the end. 
mm. once you give him the belt, because he would be a great person to anchor the IC title, I think, for a little while. He's just done so well in that division that giving it to him to kind of head that division and move everybody else up, I feel like that's not a bad idea. Um, but I don't see Sheamus moving out of this division without winning that title at least once and finishing out his Grand Slam. There's no way that they won't give him that. I could also see a scenario where, whether it's Drew or Sheamus, gearing up for either the bro kick or the uh, Claymore and fucking doing the Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, I love you. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, I'm big out on that. But uh, I do want (laughs) to call attention to... You guys both mentioned Sheamus deserves this win as a reward. Sometimes your reward for being a good mid-carder is continuing to be a mid-carder. Like, I love Sheamus and what he's doing, but I don't think that means that he needs to be spotlighted more. I feel like they've got him in the perfect spot, and it's, you know, occasionally winning these matches, but I don't think he actually needs to hold the belt. But here's the deal. I think he's a good hand. Sure. He's a two-time WWE champion or three-time, whatever it is. Here's the deal. Give him the IC belt. Take it away from him a week later. Take it away at the next pay-per-view. Just give him the belt so he can have it on his resume. Why, though? That's all it is. Because that's the only one he doesn't have. What does that do for business? You know? You get a good pop at the time. It's a feel good moment for the fans, and then you you transition it to somebody else and help make also get a good pop. He would, but why not do why not do that same moment with Sheamus? I just why why is Drew the only one that's that's, because I don't think Sheamus is in their long term plans. Like I think Drew is more in WWE's long term plans, therefore. If you're going to give somebody a rub, I would give it to True. I would just keep the belt on Gunther, by the way. So I guess I should say that. Sure, ideally, that would be the and, scenario. And nothing but... against Shane. I love Sheamus. But when you say he's a three-time champion, he's, he's arguably the weakest WWE champion other than Jinder Mahal. In fact, I would say he is the weakest true WWE champion we've had. The weakest multi-time, at least. None of his reigns were particularly well received. He almost got Roman Reigns over to babyface. That's how poorly <laughs> yeah. received his last one was. I have two arguments running in my head. So if you're going to take the title off Gunter, putting it on Sheamus feels like it makes the most sense because that's the person he's actually been feuding with. McIntyre kind of subbed himself in there towards the last couple of weeks, but he really wasn't a part of that story that's being told. So it feels like it makes the most sense storyline wise for that to be the guy who eventually takes the belt from him. However, McIntyre taking it also makes the most sense in terms of why Gunter wouldn't try to get it back and would move on because he hasn't been feuding with Sheamus or he has been feuding with Sheamus. So he's just like, I don't have an issue with McIntyre. Sheamus is the one that's really instigating a rivalry between McIntyre and himself, not the other way around. So I could see Sheamus just 
butting in being like, no, I'm going after him. And then Gunter just decides to say, fuck it and go after the world title. I, I think ultimately I'm going to stick with Sheamus. It feels like the right call here. I think that's what they'll do. Yeah. My official answer is uh, Sheamus. Up next, we have Edge versus Finn Balor and Hell in a Cell. Look, there's only one way to end this thing once and for all, and Finn has to go over. The whole Judgment Day thing, it's it's only been a year, but it feels like it's been longer because Edge keeps sticking his nose back in in their business every six months or whatever, and it's like just get it over with like I'm, the match is gonna be great i'm looking forward to it i think this is gonna be one of the more um cinematic things at mania you know there's gonna be a lot of pomp and circumstance around this one but just finn needs to go over and we need to see to be done with edge judgment day stuff yeah i don't I, yeah i agree i uh Man, I don't really know if I have anything else to add here other than just stopping and appreciating the fact that we get to see Edge at a WrestleMania um, in 2023 is pretty cool. But yeah, let's Balor should win, um, but they they got to find something else for these guys to do after this. Yep, yeah, I think Balor's definitely going to win. Maybe do like a show of respect type thing. Uh, just to kind of firmly end the rivalry, maybe have Balor, I don't know, just kind of transition him away from that, this whole story. You need, you need to end firmly. And the thing with the baby face losing the feud is that there always has to be some kind of like reason why he's just going to let it go. Um, now I will say, uh, if you guys don't know about this yet, um, after raw yesterday, it's very clear that the demon is for sure coming back. So that also feels like, okay, well, he can't lose. The only person who ever beat the demon was Roman via shenanigans. So I don't think (sighs) that they're going to have edge go over when arguably this is the exact time to have him put somebody over. Man, you forget about that one. That, that was, we could have nipped this whole thing uh, before it even got going. If they would just pulled the trigger there with the demon. Yeah. Right, that's that's the same title reign canonically, I think, because of the. I'm pretty that sure was the undisputed is. title only, but you know, still counts. Universal title only, yeah. but yeah, it's same thing. Um, there's a rumor going around that AEW is going to allow Christian to participate uh, in the uh, in the entrance for Edge. Um, which Edge has been teasing a brood entrance of sorts. Um, but apparently there's a solid chance that all three of the brood will be there, which I think is going to be really fucking cool. It is very surprising to me that WWE would allow someone not under contract to have screen time for them, right? Especially when you consider the fact that they haven't had Billy Gunn back for any of the numerous DX things that they've done in the last couple of years. Well, and I wonder if post that with how awkward that was the last time with raw 30, that 
some conversations were had like, Hey, can we, you know, can we do this? It's WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and, and it, we'll see if this even happens, right? There's a solid chance that it's just edge and gangrel. And that's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. But that that's okay be though, because really weird, but when edge first joined the brood, it was just him and gangrel. Christian didn't show up for about another month. Uh, like a couple so, weeks. They already knew I'm they were saying, bringing Christian in. Like it wasn't like we knew they oh were. we're gonna let's say yeah. I mean it was pretty obvious. Thing. It was pretty obvious from the beginning that there was going to be a third guy. But it would be just fine if they did it with just Gangrel. Ideally, you'd have all three. Ideally, that Christian cool would just moment. come back to WWE. It'd be awesome. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I mean Christian is now that he still can... as good as he ever was. He is the most underrated worker i think in the history of the business like he is i never think so his too due. no it pisses me off thinking that he was retired for so long because wwe basically just wouldn't clear him and how he's he was just fine he was doing fucking bangers in AEW. Yeah. the years that were wasted on wwe's roster not getting to do anything and he looks great off, still actually. too I, guy has an age today like edge is starting to l- show his age a lot of these guys from that era <laughs> yeah. are christian looks great still i mean he isn't able to go as often as he was like that's obvious but in the wwe schedule the way edge does it right edge works three or four big matches a year cool I think Christian could do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, one can only hope that this sort of opens the door for a possible return. And let's be realistic about this. The reason Christian's in AEW is probably WWE didn't have anything for him, right? I mean, I think if they gave him the edge treatment when he came back, he would have came back there. I it's always been that they haven't seen anything in him, not the other way around. So maybe this will open the door to get Christian back and that'd be a pretty cool outcome. All right. Uh, so let's move on. So this is the Becky match. Uh, so it's Trish, Lita and Becky versus damage control. Where have I been Trish? I knew the Lita thing was happening, but I, it's one of the main things on raw. Man. Yeah, you fucked up. Once again, man, damage control is just no heat. Never going to get any heat either, huh? There's just no way they win this. No way. uh, Okay, I'm going to do a spoiler talk. Biggest stars ever on the women's side, you know? I'm I'm going to avoid the spoiler talk like I did with. fucking the other match just before the Ronda one there there is a lot of rumors going around about the outcome of this match and what it's going to lead to all I'm going to say is damage control goes over that's my pick without saying too much I'm going to agree with Matt (laughs) Um, less because I believe the dirt cheats and more because I really just want to put hope in Bailey getting something. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I guess I'll go with damage control as well. Um, 
it'll be fun to see Trish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, seeing Trish and Lita at Mania again in a match is cool. Um, and I think just seeing all of those women interacting, right? Obviously, the four the four that are not the legends were influenced by them. So to see them all getting to interact together on that big stage, that's really fucking cool. And Bailey and Becky getting to, to mix it up, right? Because that's, that's, I think, one of the combinations we never got to have at mania yet right obviously we've had charlotte and becky we've had becky and sasha and charlotte but bailey and becky other than maybe a multi-women match at some point we never really had that's correct we haven't really had bailey with anybody bailey's just been criminally underused honestly if you look at her mania matches they're not Mm, that's true because when she was coming off of her her big run as SmackDown champ, that's when they ended up doing that the, the tag match, right? It was like Sa- her and Sasha versus whoever. Oh, uh, Asuka and Kyrie, I think, right? I don't know. That was the yeah. pandemic one that Doesn't you know count. nobody watched Doesn't again. Count. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Next, we got a U.S. championship match, Theory and Cena. I, look, there's no way it's not Theory. This is going to be a, a... I don't want to say a passing of the torch, right? Because this isn't Cena versus... Like, if this is Cena and Roman or something, right? Because Theory's not to that point where the passing of the torch is happening. But I think this is going to be an acknowledgement that it's... Theory's time to start moving up. Uh, Cena is obviously very, very part-time now. You know, we're lucky to get one or two matches a year out of him. Uh, I think that's... This is as much a passing of the torch as you're going to get until, I think, inevitably next year at 40. I think you have an actual passing of the torch from Cena and Cody, maybe. Or Cena and I don't know. I'm trying to think of who who would be in that spot next it's year. It's just but. weird because Cena is so contemporary with Cody or Roman. Like it, it would be weird for him to pass the torch to you know guys who he worked with for like ten years. <laughs> which well, which is why I think it's theory, right? I, I, but theory to me, it's not. If you go back and look at previous passing of the torch matches. Right, and we've had essentially we've had three of them at Mania, four of them at Mania's. We had Andre Hogan. Hogan was smack dab in the middle of his run at the time. The next one you had basically was Austin and Michaels. Michaels was out the door for the first phase of his career. Austin was just hitting the main event scene. The next one is Rock and Hogan. And if you look back on it now, uh, you forgot the biggest one they've ever done. What Ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan. Okay. Yes. Warrior and Hogan. And then they essentially reversed that a year. And then later. Michael's getting the torch passed from Brett, even though they were the same. That's age. not, no, that's not a, that's not a torch. That's passing. the story they told whether or not it is oh, a torch mm, passing. Okay. But that's not a torch passing, but okay. Rock and Hogan. Rock left a year later. A year later, 
Rock started to go to Hollywood. He was at the twilight of his career at that point, in, in hindsight. But then also look at Cena. Cena and, and, and Rock had their two passing of the torches at 28 and 29. Cena, Cena started to go part-time pretty much right after that. He had about another year, two years, and then Cena started to disappear. So who's that guy now? It, it's not Theory. Theory's not, Theory's not about to go part-time anytime soon. Roman, I think, is the one, and we and we essentially had that at SummerSlam. So, like, I don't know. Maybe Cena never gets to do a true passing of the yeah, torch Yeah, I think this match. is more just uh, giving Theory a rub. I think you're putting more thought into it than they've probably put into it, honestly. Yeah, I feel like you answered your own question there, and it's that this isn't a passing of the torch match because Cena is not in a position to pass the torch anymore. You just mentioned it. He had his passing of the torch match where he received it from the rock, which didn't make any sense because he was already the guy for so long. <laughs> yeah. And then he started to go part time right after that. And that was 11 years ago mm-hmm. that they had the first of the two matches. And then a decade ago that they had the finale of their rivalry. So Cena's in no position to be passing any torches. He's just putting a guy over. I think if we're you're going to have a passing of the torch match, it's the main event. You're saying that he's putting him over. I guess we can go into the picks now. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. theory. I, I, theory I has to hope and will pick John Cena. Wow. There's no reason for John. To me, John Cena is like stone cold level. He should not be losing a WrestleMania match unless it's Roman <sighs> or someone like that. I understand what you're saying. My only reason I will not pick Cena is the logistics. They're not going to put the U.S. title on him because it's the only title they have on Raw right now for at least a few more months. And Cena is simply just not going to be wrestling. Well, that's a damn shame no fucking to me. Way. I mean, you know, Cena he deserves would- the same kind of respect that we've given to guys like The Undertaker and Stone Cold. I I don't think I he don't needs think to he's- go out on his back, quote unquote. I think he should win. But here's the thing is Cena's not. I don't want to say he's not at that level because that's not the case. I think he's still closer to active superstar than those guys have been at this point. And I I think it's more of a deal where. Look, there's a Cena could win, but he's got to drop the belt on Raw. There's no way. Yeah, U.S. Open Challenge Monday uh, following Mania, and then that's a good way to transition that belt to someone else, right? Give give but, someone but else is, a rub. Maybe it's a Sammy Zayn or, you know, who knows? But the person who needs the rub the most is the guy he's got the match with. I don't think Theory's ready to beat Cena. I think it is. I think he is. I think Theory, to me... In, and I've said this before, reminds me of a, like a 2003 Randy Orton, 2004, early 2004 Randy Orton, prior to the Backlash How pissed would you have been if Backlash Randy Orton, pre-Backlash Randy Orton, beat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania? It's basically the exact same situation. Alec, I hear what you're saying, but you're forgetting that this is WWE, and when they earmark a guy, they will do the wrong thing. They're gonna the wrong thing is to have theory go over. 
but yeah, that's exactly you, you what guys, they're going to do because they always right. do it wrong. I'm saying it's the wrong thing to do, and I wouldn't do it, and I won't pick it. I won't endorse it either. I don't think it's the wrong thing to do. I would rather see I Cena think so. he's, win he's the not US. Ready to beat John I would like to see Cena win the U.S. title, have the feel good moment, do the U.S. Open challenge, and maybe that's how you bring in Braun Breaker or you know someone that you're actually going to strap the rocket to. Whoever you know, Gunter. Gunter, yeah, that'd be awesome. Just, shit. just beats the fuck out of That's John Cena. That's a great idea. That's someone and then who's he, actually he has the United States Championship as a foreigner. Okay, great I'm story. down with that. I could go for that. The other thing is I could, okay, Cena beats him, and then a month later at Backlash, they're going to be in Puerto Rico. They're going to want to bring as many stars as they can. Even it's It's the U.S., but it's not mainland, right? Uh, you have Cena and in theory have the rematch backlash and then theory can get the win at that point. There's things you can do, right? You could have Randy Orton return. That'd be a fun one night only Randy Orton versus Cena for the belt. Um, you could have, there's people you can, I, I think we're heading towards a reunion of the hurt business. It'd be fun to see Lashley come in and beat Cena for the U S title. There are guys who, It's it's the fact that it's at Mania. Can I at least get you guys to concede that it gives you a little pause that it's at Mania? Yeah, I might change my answer. I don't know how much time Cena has available. The the, the thing that it makes it tough and this for is me a great is opportunity that... for a Swerve too. If they're going to do one, this is one you can do easily, and it's not going to hurt Theory. And it's the opening match on Saturday night, so like oh, they've already said you pop. Yeah, you pop the hell out of that crowd by having oh, Cena yeah. win your opening match. If that's the opening match of the entire weekend, Cena's going yeah, over. I'm changing my I, answer. No, yeah. no fucking way. No fucking way. Austin Theory beats John okay. Cena in the opening you match. You know who would be a great U.S. Open challenge guy too on Monday after Romania? CM Punk. Okay, get fucking the fuck mage. Out of here. It's not happening. <laughs> Biggest match of all time. I mean, if it's not going to be Randy Orton, who's seen his second biggest rival, oh, The Rock, I, I would say CM Punk's is his second biggest rival. CM Punk might actually be Edge. his biggest rival. I think they probably did the most business together outside of The There's Rock. Certainly, they're the best matches and the most yeah. interesting stories. I think it's when Cena became a true all-time great. They They will always paint The Rock as the best one. No, you're right, but I think I think the punk feud is what made Cena an all time great. I think it took him from because that's when we learned that he could still wrestle well, or could actually uh, he, wrestle he had, well. Could actually wrestle, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with theory because otherwise we're gonna be pretty much tied so far. So I'm gonna pick theory still. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. It's got to be Rollins. There's no reason to put Logan Paul. I'm going to go with Logan no Paul. No fucking reason. Fuck. I don't know. It just feels like Logan's taken a couple L's lately. He needs a win. <laughs> when did he take an L? To Roman. Okay. No, I don't know. I feel like this could go either way, though. Right? I mean, it, it's, it could it go either way. It wouldn't be a big deal for Rollins to lose. It, it could, but Rollins has been in this pattern of losing these big matches because of the, you know, he can afford it mentality. 
But after a I while, think you can no if longer Logan afford Pope, it. And they, they're not going to stop now. If Logan Paul wins this match, it's going to be shenanigan related. He's not beating Seth Rollins. Not clean. No, there's no way. So I, I think they're going to have a great match, but I don't see why you would have Logan Paul beat him because he doesn't need to. He's a celebrity and it's becoming more clear to me that that's all he's ever going to be. Didn't Johnny Knoxville beat Sami Zayn? Yeah, but it was yeah. shenanigan related. Right. And it's also Sami Zayn. But you're still going to have to make a pick here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying I think it's going to be Rollins. I, I don't see Logan Paul justifiably winning this match. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'll go with Rollins as well. This is not where I'm going to lose ground in the... Uh... <laughs> uh, all right. <sighs> Brock Lesnar versus Almost. I mean, look, this is clearly... Lesnar's going to go over because the whole thing is they want the moment of Lesnar F5-ing almost like that's, that's what this match is for. I, I mean, part of me feels like if you're going to do this match, Omos should fucking go over because it'll help make it presumably help make him. But I don't think that's the case. I think they're using this as, we want to have that moment of Cowboy Brock Lesnar hoisting this giant motherfucker over his head and F5-ing him. And that's all this is. Yeah, I agree. This reminds me of when Lesnar wrestled Big Show at in a, was it a stairs match? <laughs> Steps <laughs> match. Christ. Remember that? Is that Extreme Rules? And theirs oh was God. like, we have steel steps. Um, and Brock Lesnar just beat the living shit out of Big Show in like five minutes and they stretched him out. I feel like that's what this is. Every once in a while, you have to let everyone know that Brock Lesnar's really scary still. I think you're talking about in 2014. Was that the first year that when they did TLC, they were like tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs? And there was this one is, stairs This is Lesnar's <laughs> last match before he beats the streak. Whatever, however that fell, he was wrestling that was at was... elimination chamber they just had a match they didn't even have the match lesnar just started beating the fuck out of big show with chairs yeah maybe that's what i'm thinking of mm. um i do okay. think there's potential for some lashley shenanigans here though so i do think lesnar's I... absolutely winning it whether it's by dq or an actual pinfall i think but... I think the last, I don't think there's going to be much Lashley interaction because Lashley, I think he doesn't have a card a match on the card yet. I think we'll have it by the time we get to night two. Hmm. I think Supposed it's going to be related to LA Knight, which LA will Knight, be great. Yeah. Yeah. Even if LA Knight has to lose, getting him on the show is a big deal to me. Yeah. No, LA Knight has to have a wrestle. WrestleMania needs an LA Knight moment. God damn it. I'm going to stick with Lesnar, though. There's no reason to put Omos over. I don't see them making him a big star. He's an There's attraction. no money there. There's no attraction no. there either. He's not even that, Andrew. He's just tall. You know what's crazy? Omos has had... So last year, he had a match against Bobby Lashley, who was the WWE champion at the WrestleMania the year prior. This year, he has a match against Brock Lesnar, who was the champion at the WrestleMania the year prior. Still weird... Weird little little kawinky dink there. Um, all right, we're getting to the end of this here. Um, 
Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Can you say <sighs> Super Bianca? I desperately want this to be Asuka. I feel like with as much as they've given with Asuka's new gimmick and pushing that this is a new attitude for Asuka, who's more like her old Japan ways and whatever. They're driving me to like, it it has to be Asuka. It doesn't make sense for it not to be. Otherwise you've wasted what you've been doing with her since she came back at the rumble. But I understand the whole super Bianca thing. I'm locking it in right now. I will not pick Bianca Belair to lose a match until I see it happen first on this show from here on out. I wonder if you have Asuka win and this somehow starts us down the path of a Bianca heel turn. Because to me at this point, that's the next thing for her to do is go heel. You know, it is the next thing for her to do, but they're not going to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, so fucking over. I think you've got a better handle on how to book her than WWE does. Um, sadly. So as much as I would love an Oscar victory here, I'm going to stick with Bianca. They're just, I don't see any reason for them to take the title off of her. They're just not, they're doing a lot with Oscar right now, but they're not doing enough to make me think that they're actually going to take the belt off of her. Just seems like they're building up Oscar so that this match feels important so that when Bianca wins, it feels important. But the mm. ultimate goal is Bianca wins. LOL. That's the point. God damn it. All right. So two Biancas to an Asuka here. Uh, then we have the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. This is a fucking no brainer. It's got to be Rhea Ripley. If they fucking have Rhea Ripley lose. That'll just be the end of Charlotte. People will hate her forever. Like, it's already getting there with the the Super Charlotte bullshit that they've done. Yeah, I mean, other than Bianca Belair, I don't know if there's anyone more unbeatable than Charlotte. Um, but yes, Rhea's going to win. I You got to give WWE some credit, right? Like, this is one they'll actually do. With Triple H in charge, I'm confident that he won't fuck this up. But there is, like, a hint of... God, maybe they will fuck it up just because it is Charlotte. If it was anyone other than Charlotte, I'd be like, this is a no-brainer. I think there's like 5% chance Charlotte wins. But I wonder if that's why they chose Charlotte. Yeah. I wonder if that's why, because it sows that doubt, and it does, I'm... It, I will be nervous watching this match, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's you like when Daniel Bryan that. won the title where it's like, once he got to the main event, it's like, obviously he's winning, but is he? It is still Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I'm at. We still knew that they genuinely didn't want him to be there. And so there was this sense of like, they just put him in the match to get everybody to shut up. But ultimately they're going to have Batista win and then just fucking get us, get out of there as quickly as possible so that nobody notices how upset everybody is. But then they, they did it. I feel like to be the only reason why I feel like Charlotte can lose this is because Charlotte always loses the belt pretty quickly because they have to get her total uh, title reigns up higher, right? That's the ultimate goal for her is to get her to have more reigns than Rick. And we're not there yet. We're close, but we're not there. I'm almost shocked that we are. And honestly, I thought she had like 22. No, she's at like 14, I think 13. She's basically getting like one and a half a year or something right. crazy like that. It's, it's wild. Like that. 
I think the only reason she doesn't have more is because she was gone for the last year, basically. And I feel like she was gone for a bit during the pandemic era, too. There's a period of time she was gone. But the only way you're going to give her the belt again is to take it off of her. So I think that's where we're heading. Now, Charlotte may beat Bianca one day. Um, Mm. But, you know, that'll be a tough one for me to call. But, yeah. Because when you have two John Cena's go against each other, who, who yeah, it's like when top. Cena fought the Rock. It's like, oh shit, what's right. gonna happen here? Um, all right, one more match: Roman versus Cody. Uh, I'm gonna go with Roman, not because I'm aware of potential spoilers although quite frankly with when it comes to roman i i don't know if i can trust any of them because there's so many things that we heard with the rumble and with the elimination chamber that obviously never happened to me yes they're building up cody with this like really really big but i think there's a a point to let's get roman to the fabled thousand days Having him cross that threshold, A, puts him within spitting distance of Pedro Morales. I think he's 1,004 days or 1,005 days, something like that. It's a low number. So once he gets to 1,000, he's now crossed another rung of the top champions. I think at that point, that puts him at number three of all time, uh, maybe even number four. So I think there's a, a value to going into the summer with reigns as the the thousand day reign and that's a thing um and i also think you know cody's not going to be hurt by not winning it cody's so over right now and i don't think losing to roman is going to necessarily hurt his momentum um in fact, I could see them having rematches, you know, at the next pay-per-view and going into the summer before we transition to whatever Roman's SummerSlam opponent yeah. is, which I'm pretty sure is not Cody. You're saying the money's in the chase for Cody here. Right. Because once you do it... The intrigue is gone once he wins, right? It's like, right. well, now we know he can win, and so... Right, so let's chase a little bit long because think about cody since cody was gone most of last year he's only been chasing since january right because yeah, it feels first... a little rushed even though he's been the heir parent for three months or whatever right it is. It but it's only been rushed. but it's only been three months because before and that sammy zayn was taking oxygen out of it for the first two months of it right it's only been this last month where it's really been like okay they're really building this now to me, don't pull the trigger yet. Keep going. Because the other thing is, when again are we going to be in this situation where we have a champion who's had the belt for almost a thousand days? I don't foresee that happening for quite a long time. I think it's an I think the, the answer to your question lies in the quality of the product, which is you should never do this ever again. They managed to keep Roman interesting and intriguing, but let's be honest, the ending of all of his matches has been the same, and it's been really frustrating to watch them. Yes and no. You know it's true. Think of, we, we mention it all the time. The McIntyre thing was a disappointment. The Sammy thing was a disappointment. Every KO one has been a disappointment. 
the Finn Balor thing that we talked about earlier was a disappointment. Yeah. Every time the matches end up being disappointing because they keep doing the same things. There's a ref bump shenanigans ensue. Another member of the bloodline shows up until they're run out of fucking people. <laughs> well, in that the, the Finn Balor one up. was a little different. The rope broke, remember? And it was just unexplained. And <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, that was one time they were creative. And, and But that's the problem is they did that to try to do something creative. And it was so horrible that then they were just like, well, we'll just do the one thing that worked every single time now for uh, we got about another year and a half of this. Actually, it, it needs to end. Roman is probably going to be taking some time off. He's he's the reports about that have been going on for months. I just think he's already even if it taking feels time rushed, off. Yeah, he only works. I think even if it feels rushed, a few days a month. It's time to get the belts off of him, and so you can you can't. The roster is literally stuck and it's stagnant until you get the belts on somebody else, separate them, and start moving people around. I, if you keep the top of the card as a guy who's never on TV and will not lose, then nobody can move anywhere. Nobody can move up. Everybody's just kind of waiting around until somebody takes the damn belts off of him. It, okay. it has to end. But so this is different, though, than when Lesnar had it. Because when Lesnar had it and was part-time, yes, you're right. It made everybody else stagnant because there's nothing else that could happen. But two reasons why this is different. Number one, you've got very strong mid-card belts right now. The IC title means more now than it's meant in years. And the U.S. title has been built up extremely strong as well. So you've got those belts to rely on. It's not the best, but you have that. The other thing is because of the bloodline, even if Roman's not on TV every week, you have his presence felt, which is way different than Lesnar, right? They had to write storylines around why Lesnar wasn't there. Oh, he's suspended for six months because he fucked up some referees or whatever bullshit. They had to write around the fact that your world champion wasn't there. They don't do that with Roman. They don't need to. So that's why I'm saying this is a unique situation where I think you can continue this. And I'm not saying let's stretch this out to Mania next year, but I think swerve on everybody at mania everyone expects it to be cody swerve us give us roman again and let's build to SummerSlam. and at SummerSlam, have somebody beat him i don't know who that is i i think jay makes a lot of sense for that I think Sammy could still work in that capacity. Jay Uso ends the thousand plus day title reign. Okay, but Jay's the one that got this ball rolling with Roman and the bloodline. No, I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. I'm saying it's not. Yeah, no. And maybe it's Cody. They, they may maybe do it's it. still it's Cody just, they shouldn't. at SummerSlam. It could still be Cody. I don't at think SummerSlam. a thousand days matters to them at all. I think, I think this it is does. WrestleMania. I, I don't. I don't I'm think looking that at that from a care. marketing perspective. You can have fucking t-shirts. You can have slow. Oh yeah. You can have, you can book a whole fucking SmackDown around the thousand day celebration. This is, you the can sh- book a whole SmackDown around the end of the bloodline. I'm telling you, like you don't, this is the kind it of just shit. Doesn't make sense to have another stagnant summer. Just but it for wouldn't be some t-shirts and a one episode segment. But it wouldn't be stacked. Yeah, this one's different because it Cody's be. it would chase be so would have sad. intrigue. 
like it's not, not it's not like when KO was chasing Roman and you knew he was never getting the belt. If right. Cody's chasing Roman at any time, they could pull the trigger. Right. It's very exciting every time they wrestle. And maybe Roman beats Cody here. Maybe Cody gets the belt. at This could be a year-long thing. Cody gets the belt at SummerSlam. Maybe he loses back at the Rumble. Maybe we run this back next Mania. And you've got you know what? passing of the torch moment. Yeah. Or maybe they just do it right now. Or maybe it's not Cody. I don't know. They don't pay <laughs> me enough for this shit. We don't I'm to the point now where like, so- I'm, I'm just waiting for this freaking bidding war of 2024 fuck it mm. we're only a year out now who cares right not Next even WrestleMania, we know out. who's main eventing good lord so matt your pick is roman alec i pick roman i think it's gonna be cody if for no other reason than wwe sticks to their fucking plans and the plan is, is yeah the i'm gonna i'm gonna cody. go i'm gonna go with cody as well it, to me, it doesn't make sense to do anything else at this point. You just need to to pull the trigger because Roman is not going to have a bloodline after WrestleMania. If he still does, it would be absurd and it would feel like everything that we've been doing is a complete waste of time. You want to know how the I know? The entire story is built around the bloodline dissolving and Roman losing his titles. And if literally none of that happens, it will feel like... a it would make this WrestleMania kind of bad. Well, they've done to be worse. like, oh, this is just every pay per view that you've done in the last three years. They've ruined the many just, nothing changes because they refuse to let Roman lose. I don't know why that would be a deterrent for them. <laughs> but I just I, think you the Usos are losing at Mania, right? We that's happening. So you have the beginning of the dissolving of the bloodline, and I think coming out of Mania, you, you, Roman wins. The Usos don't. Right, so now you have some segments with them coming up where it's like, "Hey, the tribal chief held up his end of the bargain and and kept it strong for the bloodline, but you guys didn't." Now you start having some infighting between them and more of the Roman exerting his power over the Usos and making them feel like shit because they lost. Right now you can start seeing dissension between you know does Jade decide enough's enough? Does Solo decide, "Hey, stop picking on my brothers." You know, like, I don't think the bloodline just breaks up in one night at Mania because all the belts get lost. And then we're just like, ah, that's the end of it. But Matt, I think you're missing the point that Roman can lose the belt and they can still do all of this stuff over the next. I think if Roman loses, I think if Roman loses the belt, he's gone. Doesn't have to be. He could easily lose the belt and we could we haven't had title swapping in a long time. Well, clearly. Um, I don't know. I I the, feel like he, him and Cody could trade all the way through SummerSlam and finally blow this thing off. Yeah, I just Roman don't know that. I don't know that they know how to book Roman chasing anymore. Maybe this is the start of the Roman face turn too. Maybe you do a double switch. I think a Mania double turn would be infinitely intriguing. I don't know if they could pull it off. Okay, well let's fantasy book that because I'm curious. What would that? scenario with Cody going in with so much momentum as the baby. I don't think they could do it now. I think it would have involved Sami Zayn. So this would have to be people lamenting Sami Zayn not being in the main event. And if they didn't play Cody's role perfectly, it could have gotten, they have, they have. So I don't think they could do it now. Um, No, but you know, you could do Cody like, Heyman helps Cody cheat to win the belt or something because 
Heyman sees dollars with Cody and, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, I could see that. Cody's winning the belt in the number one indicator, and no one's talked about this yet as far as I can tell. I think I'm breaking the news here. Cody has world, he has world championship abs. Anytime someone is going to win the big one, they get in great shape and they get abs. Most recently, MJF. But it's throughout history we've seen this. And Cody was getting pretty pudgy before he got hurt. Now he's got, you know, it hard It could abs. just be because he's, it's mania and he wants to be in good shape. No, but he's clearly getting ready to take pictures with the belt. It's, that's what it is. You want to be in the best shape possible for pictures. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off some people right now. So you have Cody, uh, Rollins did was in that position at one point. Um, it's only for the big title switches. Gender, Drew. Okay, there's got it. There's more. There's definitely more. Well, it's it's the when it's a big passing of the title and it's there's a clear difference where it's like, oh, this guy's gotten into great shape over the last couple months. You know what I mean? Like they're gearing up for it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not to say that we don't have, you know, pudgy champions. It's just that this fits the mold of, hey, you're going to be winning the belt at Mania. You know, we want to make sure you're looking really marketable when you hold that title up kind of a thing. Look, call me crazy. This is still Vince McMahon we're talking about. Cody's got championship abs. He's got world title bod. It's a classic thing. Um, I think, I mean, that's all the matches. Uh, any other just random or miscellaneous thoughts on Mania? Um, do we think Bray is showing up in any capacity? No. I'm not going to speculate on somebody who's like sick. It's not worth the, I'd rather just let it be a surprise if, if he's healthy. There was a tease on SmackDown this past week where they played like one of his little blips for a second, but then on raw there was nothing. So it's like, okay. Yeah. That blip could have just been like a, Hey, don't forget that he's still like lurking because they expect him to be back soon. Yeah. Presumably, but that doesn't mean he's healthy enough for WrestleMania. Um, I think we all expect LA Knight's going to have some sort of match with either, like we said, Lashley or maybe Miz or he's going to have something to go to do at mania. Um, I don't think we're going to see any like surprise. Like we're not going to see the rock. We're not going to see Austin. I could see them try it out. Hogan. I, I think we will see the rock. Uh, really? Hollywood. Yeah. I think we'll see the rock. Mm. He might make an appearance of some kind, but it's not going to have anything. to do. No, with but he's just anything. made so many, many appearances in the last 15 years. It's like every third one, he shows up and lights something on fire or like, cuts a promo i just realized that austin lives in la so he's probably gonna show up just to yeah one of those guys are going to show up and do something announce the attendance or you know yeah do something maybe gable stevenson gets trotted out again hey he's still a thing four years running come on guys get get on the gable train 
Ugh. Yeah, this is worse than when they teased the Rhonda thing and it took two years for her to show up. My God, yeah. No, it's, three It's like years. getting out There's of control. It's like, years. don't market somebody you haven't trained. Right. Learn your lesson. All right, well, that is uh, going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, make sure you follow us uh, on whatever podcast listening platform you like to use. Uh, also, go follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Such Good Shit Pod. You can email us at suchgoodshitpal at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, Mania, by the time you guys hear this, Mania is tomorrow, or we are in the midst of Mania weekend. So next week, we are basically going to do this whole thing again and review Mania and talk about the fallout after Mania and uh, the Raw after. So this is the most exciting time of the year. If you guys don't have anything, that's it. Not biggest show of the year. It'll be fun yeah. if they don't fuck it up. I think this will be a solid three and a half out of ten. I like how you're just I was calling say a, six a rating of ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be at most an average mania, which that would be pretty good for them in recent years. It's hard because last year was a really solid mania. And it's we haven't gone back now that we've got the hindsight of a year and like last looked at last good. year. Last, last year was good. last year was a solid probably 8 out of 10, I think. Yeah. It's one of the best ones they've done in the last decade. Grading yeah. on a curve, sure. It's an 8 out of 10, but I do think when you look at the context of WrestleMania history, it's probably a middle of the pack mania. Which is still I would say all good. time. It's it's six and a half or seven. Yeah, I mean it's it's on the higher end. It's it's above. I, average. I will say with the booking and the stories and the matches they have this year, if they are perfect, and I mean perfect, every little detail, a few surprises, and everything is perfect, the best they can do is a seven out of ten. Wow! <laughs> like this this mania cannot be better than a seven out of ten. Yeah, there's just with not a lot they of star doing. power on the card. It's going to be tough to. My problem is it just feels too predictable. The matches were too predictable going in. Like they clearly knew from six or eight months ago this is where we were heading. And I said we all it on the pod. Saw, yeah, and we've we've all seen it, right? So now we're here, and it's like okay cool like i i'm not i'm hyped because it's mania there's a few matches that i'm excited about but in general i'm just kind of like okay and there's been plenty of manias like that going in and then once i was there i was like okay this is actually really good so we'll see